You are on the moon. This was different. Your people from there. And the word he uses is temple. It's a moon crab. Harold, Harold, it's a moon crab. The queen seems to think that there might be another way for us to get home. Um, in that building that the elemental was talking about, that place. Um, and so if it's okay with the rest of you, these little guys are going to take us there. You are unceremoniously tossed, rug and all, through the shimmer by these crabs. Harold, you tumble outside the bubble. And now we continue. But you're okay. Mm. Where, whatever this this shimmer, this curtain of shimmer that surrounds you in all directions, it's stale air. But there's air here. Mm-hmm. Right. As he gets tossed through the bubble, anyone watching would have watched Potentia do that, like what I call the mum save. The oh, no, 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 no. Um, as the the small kid's about to fall out of the train cart or step off onto the road. Missed. Yep. Yeah. And I think Meredith would have set up and just been like, <gasps> like reached out a hand. Harold, you're okay. Um, it, it, I uh, I appear to be fine. Uh, I think we can. Oh. I think and we they, can leave. And they the can bubble. hear you. They can hear you as well. Oh yeah, I wouldn't have even have thought about that in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I actually pop my head back into the the, the like the zone and be like. Uh, sorry, could you could you hear me before? Uh, I'm I'm yeah. fine. I think there's. Oh, thank goodness for that! I actually think this place might have some kind of protection, maybe because uh, uh, the air's a little stale, but uh, it seems okay. Okay. Now that you're here um, and through the the curtain of this this shimmering um, heat haze. You look around and there appears to be these very large, uh, they'd be 30 feet high, like they look like almost stone slabs, but it's too reflective. It, it has to be some kind of dull metal. Mm-hmm. These these pillars um, arranged in a, a vaguely like stonehenge configuration all the way around the, the peak of this mountain. Mm. Okay. Um, and there is uh, a central uh, pillar which stands above the others. And uh, through, like, all the way through this, these, these pillars, there are holes. Perfectly circular holes all the way through in some kind of configuration. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of information I can give you here. Everyone give me perception checks and tell me what you're looking for. Ooh, um, can, so, 
can I make a request that, uh, given my detect magic would be active for up to 10 minutes, mm -hmm. uh, is there anything as, like, now that we're through the curtain that I can specifically see and go, ooh, num num num, magic. Num 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 num. Um. Like, that, that, that sense of something through the curtain being magic, do I now, am I able to now pinpoint what that is? I guess. More. Yes, give me a perception. Um, I got 17, just quietly. Six! Oh. I got a two, again, on a different dice. Hate this. Okay, so on? you're looking for the, whatever the source of this arcane thing well, is. Well, no, no, so my detect magic as I come through would have been dinging that anyway. I'd be mm -hmm. more looking for, like, people or equivalent, like, act more actively looking for people or equivalent. Um, okay. But... Also being like, eh, interesting, that's a this, that's a that. Great, mm -hmm. great, great. Mm -hmm. Tick, tick, tick. Um, Meredith, what are you looking for? What did you I'm roll? looking for writing. Any markings on the, the pillars? Okay. And what did you roll for your perception? 17. Okay. So she's going to step off the rug a little bit gingerly, like she's kind of testing. Mm -hmm. And then she like walks up and has a look, a look around one of those, the nearest pillar and has a look around it. Um, okay, and I'll, I'll I'll come back to I'll circle back to these. And Harold, uh, what did you roll, and what are you looking for? I suppose twenty-seven, natural twenty. Um, I suppose what I'm looking for is um, I'm looking at my star orb, and I'm looking at these pillars, and I'm looking at the holes in these pillars, and I'm looking to see if there's like if I can match like a pattern on my orb with like any kind of light. Okay, so I think okay, I'll start with Meredith. You're you're looking for writing on these mm. pillars, and on what would be like you're, you're looking around, you're kind of walking around them. On what would be the 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 side not facing the center, the side that faces mm -hmm. outwards. Yep. Um, you can see there are these uh, like grooves cut into them. Um, some of like on some of the pillars, not all of them. They look like a very simple like tile pattern, right? And one of them uh, seems to have some some writing on it, but it's not any writing that you seem to recognize. Okay, Harold, you're you're studying these pillars, and you're you're looking at your orb, and you're turning your orb, and, and there's a moment where you turn your orb, and you're looking at the pillars. And they just, like, all the dots match. Mm hmm Perfectly. Like, there's... Some of them are a little off. Yeah. But most of them are, are perfect. And you're like, that's... Yeah, that one's that one, that one's that one. Well, hang on, why is that wrong? And it, it like... It, it looks like maybe a quarter of them are off. Mm-hmm. And you're you're just like standing there holding your sphere, looking like trying to to line it up, and like maybe it's maybe I'm holding the sphere wrong, maybe I just like lined it up wrong. Mm -hmm. But every time you like you go back to the the guiding stars, like the pointer stars that you recognize as being like okay, those are always there, and you like you you set the the constellation you recognize into the right place. Like that's okay. Looking at that pillar, that's a constellation. That's this constellation that lines up there. But there's always, always some of these these holes are wrong. Mm -hmm. Potential. Looking around and following to where this 
uh, arcane signal you're picking up. You find something partly buried in the dust and it uh, you can see what looks like half a foot of metal, like a copper banded tube buried into the dust. And it's definitely what is giving this arcane signal. Just going to do the like squat down and just like try and look, not touching it, but like looking at it. I rolled a sixth. I, okay. I'm, I'm not getting anything from that. I know, but like. Mm-hmm. It, it appears to be like part buried into like a, a little mound of dust. Of, of, I'm calling it dust because dirt is is wrong. It's regolith, and, and regolith, regolith is like what it what it is, but not what your characters would know it. Know it to be. Apparently, yeah. it smells really bad. Mm. Yeah, like ash. Also, your footprints would be perfect, perfectly preserved here. Yeah. Um. um which? Uh. Any? Okay. So. Harold's distracted. Everyone's distracted. I was gonna say, like, does she think it looks like it was put there by someone? Like, the, the mound that it is in is the mm-hmm. mound a... I was about to say man-made mound, like, but like a, <laughs> a a created mound or a we found a spot and just stuck it into the dirt and by shoving something into the dirt, it mounded. Give me an investigation roll. And are you touching it? No. Okay. I don't... T- <laughs> no. Okay. That's a four plus six is ten. I can't. Um, the mound is, it's actually, it's not, it's more like a cylindrical mound. Okay. With the, the cylinder sticking up kind of halfway along the, this, this cylindrical, like, like a cylinder laying down. Yeah. Uh, it's about like five a hum- foot, like, a, yeah, it's like a five foot long, like traffic bump. Like it's. Okay. So it looks like it was intentionally put there. It's the, it's like, it is unlikely for something to land shoved into the dirt like that. Mm. Great. Cool. She's still not going to touch it because she's just like, she can't figure it out. Okay. Sure. Harold, how, what are you, what are you going through? Like, what's going through Harold's mind at this moment? Um, I suppose I'm trying to kind of like do the math in my head. It's like, if, if like, if we were in a slightly different position, how would the stars like look then, you know, like sort mm-hmm. of like parallax, I suppose. Um, are you vocalizing any of this? Like to... Uh, any of your colleagues or your supervisor? Yeah, I suppose I would have, like, when I kind of looked at the constellation sphere and then looked at the pillars and then looked at the light, I probably would have mentioned it to, um, like, the astronomer group among us mm-hmm. um, to see what they thought. Not us. Not us, then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The astronomer group. Yeah, they can all go <laughs> uh, Well, Professor Kegstone... Um, looks at your sphere because he's seen it a couple times now, mm. um, and he's looking at these pillars. Mm, yeah, all right, they're definitely off. Um, and he pulls out like uh, a scroll that he's got in his back pocket, and he pulls out like, well, these are some observations I've taken recently. Um, let me see, and by by the nature of who they are, um, Vathar, who is studying wandering stars. No, not all wandering stars. No um, yeah, what, mm. he's, he's studying um, transient stars, stars mm. that appear and then disappear. He pulls out some of his research. Well, this is a historical 
record I have of the stars. It was before the the shuffling um, when the the planet was kind of tossed about a bit. But I think we can we can possibly line this up and between the the, the three or four of you, the the um, astronomers here, you're like okay. There's definitely you can like almost draw a line between your orb herald mm. to Professor Kegstones, which almost match, like it's almost matchy matchy hundred percent to Vethar's like historical record. Yep. And then extrapolating further to these pillars. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that oh these, these that's that star has moved from this one between yours and mine. And then it's moved more on that one, but those stars don't seem to have moved at all. So we're we're saying this is kind of like a time shift thing. Yeah, it, it, this you're mm. looking like yeah. at you're looking back in time to right to where these stars would have been. Yeah, a long time ago. So it's unlikely that your orb and sword have come from here. The orb is a perfect representation of the the stars in the sky at any moment. Oh, so that kind of updates magically. Yeah. So it, yeah, it, right, it, it's okay. like a it's like a reflection basically. Like whatever the stars right. are doing, the orb will show. But uh, I suppose the inference is, is that whoever made this made it a long time ago. Mhm. Um, the pillars, yeah. Mm. And it's at this point that I will look to see if I recognize any writing around the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Meredith, it's at, like way before this, has just been like, does anybody know? And then she's like, sees all the astronomers like huddled around <laughs> and then Potentia over like shuffling in the dirt. And she's like, no. Oh, okay. And then she just like goes back to look at the pillars. Um, I should mention as well, Meredith, because you're the one kind of really examining these pillars. These are like one foot thick pieces yeah. of metal. Massive. Massive, 30 foot, 30 foot tall, one foot thick pieces mm-hmm. of metal with what appear to be perfectly uh, carved mm-hmm. circles all the way through. Yep. And it actually, it doesn't even look carved because you can't even, you can't see scratch marks. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's always like they were cast like that. Yeah, like they were, they were, they were cut. It, it does. It looks like they were cut, like made like this. Mm-hmm. Give me an investigation, please, Meredith. I can do that. Ooh, that's very good. That's twenty-two. That is very good. Uh, as you're examining these pillars, you're having a look at the bases of them. They're definitely like they've been sunk into the mm. the ground up here. But you actually you find these um, almost like spherical like marbles that mm-hmm. appear to be made of almost the same metal. Like they, they look like they're the same dull metal as these pillars. And there's a, there's a couple around every, every pillar. So are they connected to the pillars or are they just adjacent? To? They're just they're adjacent. Huh. All right. I'm going to call Potentia over. So I'm going to kind of look up and go, Potentia, come, come check this out. There's some weirdness happening at the bottom of these pillars. Is it similar uh, to what you've got over there? Potentia's going to stand up, but in that, like, mildly exasperated that they have to stand up because she's very tall. And, like, <laughs> even though she's on the moon and the gravity's different, it's still a long way up. Uh, and she's just sitting down a lot in the last 
24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to unfold herself and sort of walk over to see what Meredith is, in her mind, what is Meredith yammering on about? Look, these circle things. It's not what's over there. I don't believe it's what's over there. It doesn't appear to be. Cool. Huh. It's not what's over there. Do you know what this writing is up here? Uh, can I read that writing? Hmm. Let me have a look. Let me I have can a read look. common, elvish, infernal, and orc as it stands. Otherwise, I can fix this problem momentarily. You cannot read it. Cool. I would like to cast and cast it. Uh, comprehend languages, please. <laughs> and, mm. uh, which, provided I am touching the, the surface on which something is written... I can yes. read. I'm just just checking. Understand the literal meaning of any spoken language that you hear. You also understand any written language that you see. Okay. Um, it it's the strangest thing. It seems to say food room, and it's it's and it's written. Uh, it's written turned sideways. You have to like turn your head. Like oh, it's. It's it's written up and down like it's like it's the the words aren't written up and down. It's like someone's taken the sign and turned it sideways. Yeah, it's 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 written vertically, but not character vertically. It's written running up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just kind of turn to Meredith says, "I think you'd like the room that's pointing to the room. What room? Oh, it says food room. What? It says food room. Oh, I believe you, but what? I can't answer that question. That's what do the other ones say? Meredith is like furrowing all of her brow. It's just like I feel like Meredith furrowed. is about to shut, just about to push potentially around to each single one and make her <laughs> yeah. read them. So there's there's like scatterings of writing on some of these. Like one of them says walk space twenty three. One of them says storage cupboard. Like there's not there's like these concepts. Do, like you understand what these words are, but there's. Probably the words con- sound like broken English. They don't sound like or broken common. They don't sound like mm-hmm. the way that someone who natively spoke common would syntactically put sentences together. Yes. Syntactically, that's a good yes. word. Thanks. <laughs> Shiny um, words of the day. Uh, cool. In which case, she's at the same time as translating them, going to just jot them down. Mm-hmm. She, she's a wizard. She's got paper and a pen or paper and a quill, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, just so that she knows which one points to what is said like which one says what um and she's reporting as sort of she gets to them because it's basically like meredith pushes her to one of them she puts her hand on it she says what it says meredith mm-hmm. pushes her to the next one she puts her hand on mm-hmm. it she says what it says mm-hmm. um, the rinse said repeat and meredith do you show potentia the the metal marbles you found as well yeah i already did that was what i i called her over for potentia mm-hmm. there's like a neuron connecting moment as you look at these marbles. You've seen something similar to these before, mm-hmm. but made of glass. And you think back to childhood training with yeah. uh, learning the firebolt cantrip and when you accidentally melted a hole through a window. Yeah. Interesting. Is this making any sense to you? At all? Can I can I science these banners, Kate, for a second? Are they essentially tektites? Do you want to explain what a tektite is? I can. Uh, tektites are basically caused by 
usually asteroid collisions with the Earth because that's how we mostly find them, uh, asteroid or meteorite collisions with the Earth, but they are not parts of asteroids or meteorites. They are the ramification of when the melt, the rock or the sand or whatever that it is hit melts on, on impact and forms little glass blobs, essentially, but they're not glass as we mm. know them. Well, so some of these are tektites, but some of these are also... Like, the, the metal seems to match exactly these, these yeah, pillars. Yeah, so they're, they're the equivalent, but they're the molten metal bit rather... So that both bits melted as opposed to just the mm-hmm. ground melting. Mm-hmm. You will... I know vastly too much about tektites, I just realised, because I could have gone on about that vastly too long. Uh, if anyone wants to know more, contact me on Twitter. Happy <laughs> 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 to talk about tektites. Uh, cool. She's going to hold that for herself for just a minute because okay. the astronomy, the astro squad seem to be burrowed in deep thought in a way that is, it, it is odd that they have not noticed that they, that this has just been happening around the perimeter. So we, we jump over to Harold and the astronomers. That sounds uh, like a weird sort of like, mo- uh, like. I will see that is, that is Harold's new band name. Yeah, Harold exactly. And the astronomers. Yeah. Like Battle Jersey Boys esque. Battle of the Bards. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, you've you've worked out that you're looking at a historical record, and as a collective group, give me a intelligence check at, with advantage. I'm actually going to uh, give myself guidance and uh, an omen as well. So let's see how that goes. Uh, okay, nice, and an omen. Okay, so uh, let's see, eight, four plus two, so 14. You're looking yeah. at millions of years, tens of millions of years. Oh. Hey everyone, this is Joe. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons & Doctorates. If you enjoy the show, why not recommend the podcast to a friend? It really helps us out. If you have questions for our cast about the show or a submission for a mid-show message, head on over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our sweet, sweet merch over at merch.dndoctorates.com. Honestly, I cannot tell you just how comfortable those sweatshirts are. Oh my gosh, I wear it all the time. It's amazing. (laughs) And now, back to the show. So the question is, were they built when the stars looked like that or were they built as a historical record of the stars. Interesting. I would go, hmm. So, I mean, potentially that means either these structures are tens of millions of years old or meant to commemorate an event that would have happened then. Uh, But that would require, I mean, that would require essentially the amount of knowledge we've amassed today, right? Uh, It sounds, despite the evidence, it sounds preposterous. And... Uh, I think anybody from the archaeology department would agree that we're pretty sure dinosaurs weren't up here on the moon. I mean, I presume not, unless, I mean, I'm starting to question uh, what's possible, honestly, with all of this. But, I mean, whatever it was, whatever happened, it must have been extremely important for somebody to have, uh, you know, uh, made note of this configuration of the stars, um... So I look around, do I see any writing that I would understand um, that might explain the pillars? Give me a perception check. Ten. They are arranged in such a way 
that if you're looking at this central pillar from what you believe to be the front, like the facing side of it, mm-hmm. what is directly behind that pillar and looking at how the other pillars are arranged, they seem to draw your vision to behind this pillar. Mm-hmm. What is in the direction of that pi- of like that way behind that pillar? Through the the shimmer of the the humidity curtain, mm. you can make out the enormous crater off in the distance of where you were earlier mm-hmm. with that radiant elemental, like it it that the canyon sized crater. Yep. I think by this time Meredith has noticed that Harold is looking somewhere very pointedly, and she's like, "What is it? What what did you guys figure out?" Is she pushing Potentia over in the general direction? She's push, been pushing Potentia around the circle. Is she pushing Potentia over to this conversation as well? <laughs> yeah, a thousand percent. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that crater is is important somehow, and possibly what that radi you know that sort of radiating elemental was possibly maybe referencing. Um, I suppose at this point I'll get my sword out and just see if like it has changed at all. Or, like, if it feels like it has any kind of, like, magical property that it didn't have before. It Okay, so pu- pulling it out and waving it around without activating it, mm. it doesn't appear any different. Okay. Like, it doesn't feel different or anything. Well, I mean, it, just, it feels lighter because you're on the moon. Yeah, but right. Otherwise... Um, it just looks like a sword. Yeah. It's a, it's a metallic black sword. Yeah. I suppose I'll say... Uh, If everyone could just sort of move out of eyesight of the crater, just in case something happens, uh, that would be great. All right, I'm not sure if this is going to do anything, but Skotadiaster, I will say, and activate the sword. You activate the sword and the white flame ignites along the blade. Yeah. And for a moment, nothing. Mm -hmm. It's, It's as if it has kind of always been when you've been using it normally. Yeah. But then it, it like, you feel it twitch mm-hmm. in your hand. And like that compass needle before, it it swings around and points towards that crater mm-hmm. and up and up and up. And then there's this blast of energy mm-hmm. from from the, your, your sword, this white, hot, fiery beam of energy mm-hmm. that just seems to, like, shoot off into the... the the sky towards the stars. Mm-hmm. What and, the? Uh, Where it give, is? give me a strength saving throw, please, Harold. Mm, okay, this is going to go amazingly, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, okay, sixteen. Okay. Hey, it did go amazingly. Woo-hoo! I mean, for Harold, that is pretty good. For Harold, yeah. <laughs> the sword almost leaps out of your hand, mm-hmm. and you hold onto it, and then you are pushed and the sword strikes your like the the hilt of mm. your sword strikes into your chest and you are thrown to the ground leaving a very like a herald shaped crater mm-hmm. as this beam continues to fire and you hold on to it it's like you've got the nose cone of a rocket mm-hmm. and it, like and you're just holding it as it's like as some energy is firing off from it from the uh, the blade end mm. It's not like hurting at this point, but yeah. it's definitely it's causing pressure, and it it could hurt if it continues to do this. I will say, uh, uh, does anybody is anybody great at trigonometry? Uh, you I mean, you're worried like, about like, trigonometry right now. Yes, like the, yes, the astronomer's hands all raised. 
can somebody? Potentia's not going to raise her hand, but she's going to try and sit there and do the math. So without, I, 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 I think. I mean, I'm trying to put all this together. I think that something made that huge, like, crater above there, and I think it came from you know the the stars. And if you can calculate the angle between it and myself, you know, if you can sort of approximate the distance, I think we may be able to pinpoint roughly in the sky where this thing originated from. Uh, well, the astronomers are, are all for this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're all they, they, they give you a, they give you a wide berth yeah. as, as yeah. this beam of energy keeps firing off. Can Meredith like sneak forward a little bit and like crawl her way towards Harold and just be like? Can I help? Do you need Do you need a hand? Uh, no. That looks a bit painful. Yeah, uh, I would stay out of my way if I were you, just to be sure. Um, I really don't know how much energy this beam could have, so... Um, Meredith is going to just look at him and go, <laughs> you got this. I'm going to stay a little bit here if you need me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm here. And, um, and, and, <laughs> um, and then she just, like, hums a little bit. Yeah. And I'm going to cast Bardic Inspiration on mm-hmm. <laughs> Sweet. D6 for me. All right. Okay. Uh, going to start mentally doing math so that she can basically cross-check the astronomer's work because math is probably, like, the second thing she was really good at. Something, something. Harold, do you get a D8? Something. Sorry. Ooh, D8 now? Because she all leveled up leveled and fancy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it takes a few minutes of, like, pulling out the... What's the old like Columbus style like sextant? Yeah, yeah. But it's it's on the moon, so like okay, we're trying to work out angles and we'll do things. Start doing hiking measurements. Someone's like put out a pendulum and they're trying to work out like gravity. <laughs> like they're they're really like doing the math here. Um, Harold, give me another strength saving throw. Yeah, um, I'm going to guidance myself. No, you know what? I'm not going to guidance myself. I I really that's actually I don't I don't, ben- I don't think you can. Yeah, at this point. I think it's bending the rules a little bit. Like. You know, I I can mm. technically rules as written do it, but I think rules as would make sense in the situation. I don't mm-hmm. think I would be able to do that. What yeah. I will do is um, I will use omen though because I would have the foresight to be like, oh damn, I need to. This needs to go well. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to uh, technically I should roll the omen first because that's how it works. Uh, so I get four plus strength. Ooh, good. So 16 again. That was a twelve. So once again, the sword like shifts and this time it, it pulls you to your feet. Mm. Like it, it lifts you off the ground. And then when it comes back, you, you plant your feet yep. and like slide back. And there's a moment where there's like a, a, a shock wave that ripples throughout the the peak and it Mm. emanates from you and then there is this like searing flash of of like heat like pain in your head Mm. and i need you to make a charisma saving throw charisma interesting let's do that don't get to use charisma very often uh i'm gonna use my inspiration uh no because you're not a bard or a warlock (laughs) uh or a rogue no, it's like 10 total. Is that with... Are you using Bardic Inspiration? That's with yeah, the Inspiration, with yeah. Okay. Oofed. Um, there's a moment, Harold, where, like, still still on your feet, mm. you black out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all you see is just black. 
and then stars and then a circle of fire so bright so hot bigger and more intense and more radiant than you've ever seen in your entire life Mm -hmm. it's so incredibly large it takes up your entire vision all the way to your peripheral and in the center of this white hot fire there is a a deeper darkness more Mm -hmm. than the stars darker than something you've ever seen in your entire life Mm -hmm. and then that pain flashes in your head again and you are back standing on this this mountaintop and you're holding the sword and the beam is is bigger and wider and like it it is pulling and pushing you at the same time Mm -hmm. it you feel and i use this word not lightly you feel connected to something Mm mm-hmm and uh, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. 18. You, you, you're going to take the, the lesser version mm-hmm. of what this could have been. You are frightened. Mm-hmm. You, 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 it, like, there is real fear that like psychological in your brain that you can't shake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll say, uh, are we there with the calculations? I don't think I can uh, hold this much longer. Uh, I think we've, 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 we've basically got it, Harold. All right, all right. And I'll say Skataliaster again and just... No. Doesn't work. (gasps) It doesn't stop. Oh, no. Mm. Hmm. What I'll do, uh, I will say... Meredith, can you... um, My my constellation sphere is... Uh, is attached to my hip. Could you... Yeah. Could you... I'm on on it. I got it. I've got it. And she kind of... All right. Grabs it. And I will, um, as, as she grabs there is, it, I'll There look. is, like, like wind rushing off Harold. Yeah. Like, it's this this energy is radiating, like, away from him. Yeah, okay. It's like, as you move towards him, Meredith, it's like you're walking, like, against the yeah. wind, like, against the storm. Yeah. So I, as she raises the sphere, I'm going to sort of look at it and see if I can connect what I'm sort of seeing in this beam with any kind of, like object or like anything different about the sphere like even just like a point on the sphere that star that appeared on your sphere yeah that that first night it is glowing brighter than you've ever seen it on your sphere before Mm -hmm. hey everyone it is ross here once again thanking you so much for listening to this latest episode of dungeons and doctorates the moon is holding yet more secrets and we still have plenty more to discover. Just this week, we finished recording a sweet special one-shot with NVC DM in celebration of Free RPG Day. We ported the free-to-play lasers and feeling system over to a bit of Furimaster's flavor, and it was a lot of fun. So make sure you check that out. That will be coming out in the near future. As always, we really appreciate all of the interaction on social media, all of the memes and artwork that you make. It really makes us as a crew smile and feel appreciated. And honestly, it means so much to us. As always, you can also check out our merch store at merch.dndoctorates.com if you would like to help us out by buying some sweet, sweet merch. And don't forget that you can also submit your questions and mid-show messages at dndoctorates.com. That's really important because we do have another episode of The Common Room coming up at the conclusion of the Extra Planetary Matters arc, which we will be continuing next week. Until then, don't forget to be kind to one another and we will get back to this week's episode right now.
Have you ever seen that before? Merit of the Shouts, kind of through the wind. Yeah. Uh, no, it sort of uh, appeared that that night that the, um, uh, the 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 beam went through the roof. I mean, I, I think it's whatever it is. This sword wants to go there. I I, I just yeah. It doesn't seem like a coincidence, mate. N- no, I, I I mean, I think whoever built this temple, they that place must be very important to them. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on how to get the sword to do stop doing that? Uh, well, normally saying the word helps. Uh, that doesn't seem to be working this time. I'm all for ideas. No. Can I try um, something? I'm, can I get within ten feet of Harold without being blown off my feet? Yes, you can. It, it's cool. like a, it's a it's a struggle, but you can walk through it the way you walk. Through I feel it, like if Meredith day. can do it, yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, but also tall and willowy and True. flat. Um, mm. <laughs> can I try? Counterspell the sword? Does that make sense? Like, I know it's not a Harold spell per se, but it's the sword. Hmm. hmm. You can you can certainly try. But she would try anyway. Like, that's the thing. She would try anyway. She wouldn't know what Kate knows about Ben speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gonna cast that at third level because that's the only thing she can do. Give me that check. Using cool. your casting modifier, which is intelligence. I will take that natural twenty. Thank you very much. Whoa! <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, so yes, you you approach and you weave your magic counter spell mm. against the magic of the this blade. The beam is, yeah. And it the the beam of energy shrinks and then blips up and then disappears. And Harold, you your arms have never felt so tired. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Everyone okay? Potentia's just staring daggers at the sword at this point. Not at Harold. Yeah. But at the sword. Meredith is going to turn around to Potentia and just go, that was amazing. Well done. Whatever it was, it was incredible. Whew. You all right, Harold? Yes, uh, I appear to be. Uh, thanks, Potentia. Um, I, I, I did, I saw something, though, um... You saw something. It was this impossibly bright sort of ring, but inside it was this darkness, almost like almost like even light itself could not penetrate. It was so dark. Huh. Was it big? Was it small? Uh, I mean, it was hard to say, but I mean, it, it, it filled my vision, if that makes sense. Weird. Why do you think the sword showed you that? Uh, I mean, I... You know, it's made of this material. I, I feel like whoever set up this this monument here, you know, they're they're trying to point people somewhere, and this sword seems to be designed to point at the same place. You know, obviously, wherever that is, it's of great importance to you know these people. Is Potentia still glaring at the sword? Oh Kate? yeah, she wants that sword away now. Yeah, but is not saying that. She is just very much like annoyed at the sword's existence. Meredith, yeah, <laughs> Meredith is just kind of gonna gonna look at her, look up at her, and go, "You you okay? Not really. What's you wrong? Put it away, please, Harold. I'll sheath the sword. Is that better? Um, Harold, you put the you sheath the blade, and as you like finish sheathing the blade, mm. that that chill that's being like you haven't even you hadn't even noticed it was part of your body at this point seems to fade away mm-hmm. what's what 
what are you, what feeling are you getting there, Potentia? It looks like. Oh, you get you. By the way, the the facial expression you have is about as angry as she was. Yeah. About like it's basically whenever she sees people misusing magic for any particular reason. Right. That's the same like right. that you're getting that you've you've seen you've seen the annoyance before, uh-huh. but maybe not this yeah. intensely. I are you angry at Harold or Harold would know if I was angry at Harold. What's What's wrong? Can you explain it to me? He, like, in that way that someone doesn't want to look at someone but then composes themselves such that they then do. Mm-hmm. Magic should not be used lightly. And that she just sort of walks off, but not in a storming off kind of way, just, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's that's it. That's, that's okay. it. Like, that's the, the entire thought process. She probably needs to, in that way that people still need to process their own yeah. thoughts and feelings. Yeah. I'm going to turn back to Harold and just, like... You okay? Yes, I have not hurt or anything. Uh, I mean, I suppose, really, it, I'm just curious about what it all means, you know? I mean, it was a very strong vision, and obviously whoever built this sword really was dedicated to making sure whoever wielded it knew about this place. Potentia's not wrong, though. That, that was pretty scary. Uh, yes, well... I mean, obviously, we don't know who designed this. Uh, There's a lot we don't know about the sword. Yes. Uh, I mean, luckily, the beam itself doesn't seem... It always seems to be pointing away from people, which is, you know, it doesn't seem to have an intent to harm. It just seems to sort of... It's almost weird, you know. It's not It's not just a beam. It's like a connection, almost. Really? Yes. I, I feel, you know, not just that... Uh, yes, like when the beam's there, it, it, it feels like I'm connected to something. Like it's sort of drawing me there almost. Can you get a sense of what sort of thing you're connected to? I mean, I have no idea. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I think I think it was worth giving what you giving that a go. I think I probably would have done the same, but I don't know. Maybe we need to find out more about the sword before we try something like that again. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, I, I agree. I uh, I just. I, I really felt like that this sword is connected to this place. Yeah. And I mean, obviously that's true. I think I think we've definitely learned something valuable here, but I don't know. It also feels a bit like we've been noticed by something. I don't know. The hairs on the back of my neck is kind of starting to stand up a little bit. And she kind of shudders. I mean, in none of the writings that I've, I've read, you know, it, it indicate that these people are evil or anything. They they studied the stars. I mean, I mean, for all we know, they're, they're trying to warn us of some impending catastrophe. I mean, you know, the stars have granted me limited windows into the future before. Uh, hmm. Maybe that's it, you know. I, but I, I, I don't get, I don't get an, an ominous sense from it, just in importance. I just don't know what that importance is. Hmm. Potentia, uh, you walk away from Harold and Meredith, kind of just you know lost in thought slightly, focused on what's just happened, and you wander back to an area that you were, were previously, kind of like, I'm just going to walk back to this thing I have a touchstone for, which was that, that mound with the, the copper tube. And as you wander back towards it, you see that the, the waves of, of wind off of Harold have, have uncovered. And what you see it's uncovered is a 
desiccated hand holding on to the other end of it, a mummified, dried-out hand. And you can see that this mound is a partly buried person of some kind. Kate here. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons and Doctorates. If you're enjoying the show, why not recommend the podcast to a friend? It really helps us to grow our audience. It's bonkers to me that it's not just our friends listening to us anymore. If you have questions for our cast about the show or a submission for a mid-show message, head on over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our merch over there or specifically at merch.dndoctorates.com. 